Hello, I'm Ramey. And I'm Biv. And this is Brother Knows Quest, the podcast where I, your host, introduce my sister to the wonderful world of tabletop role-playing games. Beth, do you know what we're talking about today? I then told you once, I think, but I don't know if you remember. Of course not. Uh, of course you don't. It is this. Settlers Guidebook. Yeah, it's a... Build a settlement. Fallout the role-playing game. Yeah, it's it's. It, this is going to be a kind of a, a interesting little... I don't know if it's going to be shorter, but it's Modifius's Fallout the role-playing game. 2D20 system. It's an expansion, but it's got so much in it that I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about it again. It's called Settlers. And if you played Fallout 4, you know that it is a... You build settlements throughout the Commonwealth. You can avoid the whole part of the game if you don't want to, but you can. And I think it's smart that they decided to make a whole book about it in the tabletop version. It gives you more character options, obviously the settlement and management of your settlements kind of stuff. Make friends and have companions like other people or robots or animals and creatures. It gives you rules for all that. It also gives you the option to build different robots and add attachments kind of like the mechanist dlc did in fallout 4 also comes with tons of weapons like workbenches you get in the game so you can add different mods onto your weapon and all that and it has faction rules kind of like the minutemen brotherhood of steel the institute they even added the ncr so if you want to have those factions in your game it tells you how they will react to you being good towards them or bad towards them so it's more like fallout new vegas kind of faction deal i think it's funny that the on the table of contents in the very beginning, the very first chapter starts on page four, settling in the wasteland. The only thing it says under that, another settlement needs your help. And if you played Fallout 4, you know that Preston Garvey says that every time you turn around, you meet that, that dude anywhere, he'll say, another settlement needs your help. And then you are given another quest. There's no end to it. Perpetually in need of help. That's what the settlements are in that game. And he always starts off saying that. So it's kind of funny. It's a nice little, it's a meme. And they've just embraced it. You remember a little bit about when we talked about this, the Mr. Handys and all that? Yeah. We're going to go over some of the character creation options because they've added so many cool ones. They have a Commonwealth Minuteman and uh, has a special trait, United We Stand. It gives you the ability to um, settlements attract traders in every five days instead of seven days. In the book, obviously, there's going to be rules for how often a trade caravan comes through your settlement. New California Republic. You are a New California Republic citizen. Kind of weird because you didn't come across many NCR the NCR isn't technically a faction in Fallout 4, so they've, they've kind of branched out of the uh, Commonwealth that you get in Fallout 4. You have traits you can have, like a whole list of them. Trait, good-natured, a grunt, obviously. Home on the range, whenever you sleep by a campfire for at least six hours, the difficulty to recover from injuries is decreased by one. Uh, trigger discipline and Brahmin Baron, which means uh, each Brahmin. V-Troll provides upkeep for three Brahmins. And if you play the game, you kind of know what this is. Uh, but... The real interesting thing is they've added as a new playable character, as a PC, a Protectron. They are Robco Industries, basically cheapest robot they make. They talk like a robot, they move like a robot, and they have so many different functions. Most of the time, they're not kind of sentient AI. They're like, you could tell they're not real AI, like some of the things you come across in the Commonwealth. But they say a long time has passed since your creation. You may have been a worker drone, but now you're much, much more. Your original programming still drives your behavior and actions, though it might have decayed or become twisted. You are one of the few protectrons to achieve self-awareness. That's if you choose to be. You could just go around like an actual drone the whole time. And your weapons can be a claw, a cryojet, which is like a cryogenic gun. Self-destruct is another thing you could do because they are known to explode. If you mess them up too much, they'll explode to try to take you out too. And a shock hand, which they just zap you when you grab them. Um, you could be a robo-brain cybernetic amalgamation of human and robotic body. While most units lack the personality of their life before, B 
being uh, extracted from their human bodies, some robo-brains exhibit strange personality traits. And even worse, some turn inexplicably violent. We found that why in Fallout 4. It's because the government, a lot of them were just criminals that had been executed and they took their brains and wiped them and turned them into robot people. Cybermen. Yeah. Uh, they don't look like Cybermen. I don't know what page they're on exactly. I'll tell you. You have a pair of tracks and um, you can go through most terrain. You have pretty good difficult terrain. You also have two almost accordion-like arms with claws at the end of it that work like human hands. General Atomics made you, and some military laboratories also could have made you. You have a unique visual spectrum. You can detect infrared as well as normal light, but you cannot use chems or anything like that to heal yourself. Food or drink don't work. You have to repair. Now, back to the West Coast, designed by Robco Industries and manufactured by H&H Tools in Nevada, you have the Securitron. Think of a tricycle with a screen attached to two more accordion-like arms with a boxy body. And whatever you want to be on that screen can be, and you have the personality to match whatever's on the screen. <laughs> you could be police, military. You could take on radiant, random human personas or cartoon creations and be wacky. No matter what, though, you should be loyal to Mr. House, the guy who runs Robco, because all of them work for him. And you're technically like a Mark One, so you only get access to a couple types of weapons. But if you manage to get out west and upgrade your security patch, I mean, basically get up software update, but you have to be out west in two different places to do it. It will unlock Mark II and gives you much stronger weapons uh, like rocket launcher and all kinds of crazy stuff like that. So there's a lot of role play options when it comes to these characters you can play as. You can also choose to be a Generation 3 synth created by the Institute, which is another faction in Fallout 4. Generation 3 synths look more human. You can't tell them from a human. They are made to infiltrate, explore the surface world so the scientists in the Institute don't have to come out. You could also be an escape synth. You might have had your memories wiped by the railroad so you, it's easier for you to hide in public. Or you could choose to go off on your own and remember everything and still risk the... You also have a reset code that comes from the Institute. Every synth has a reset code, so if the Institute does find you, all they have to do is say this code, and you're pretty much dead. They just wipe your memory in one, one phrase. That's nice. That's a synth for you. Generation 2 synths are more robotic. You could tell they're not human by looking at them, but they're shaped like human. They can talk like a human, but there's servos and moving parts underneath them. You could tell they're not human, but you could play as one of those too. You have the more than human trait, but you know, all that's pretty cool. You get all those character options, but they also added perks. So you have the ammo smith perk, stuff like that. Uh, it lets you create your ammo or have a better chance at doing so. You have uh, bodyguards. You get a each player character and companion other than you within close range of you increases your damage resistance and energy resistance. So having people around you helps you. You have community organizer. Your community will gain plus one food and defense per day so long as the resource is maintained by at least one person. Uh, a contractor, you know how to build stuff better and cheaper for your set of settlements. Um, you have green thumb. I don't really need to explain what that does. It gives you two, uh, two items plus an additional two for every action point you spend when it comes to greenery and stuff you can cook with. Hired help. You gain an allied NPC creature that follows you, takes your commands. They go over that kind of stuff here. You have home defense that lets you craft better traps. You have homebody perk, which I don't remember what it does, but I wrote it down because I guess it obviously is a settlement thing. You have a local leader that lets you connect your uh, a supply chain between your two or however many settlements you have. That's a perk straight out of Fallout 4. Uh, you have quack surgeon. I like it, but I don't know why it's in this book. It could have been in the original one, but it, I like it because um, when you attempt a first aid action on an ally, 
you may use an alcoholic beverage on your patient as part of the action. So you are a quack doctor. You just feed them drugs and alcohol and they get better. No, they have a normal pharmacist, which helps too. Uh, you have a robot wrangler. It's instead of a NPC or creature that travels with you, it's a robot that travels with you. A tinkerer lets you work on robots and repair robots. And now that's about all. I mean, there's tons more, but I'm just going to cut those that seem more applicable to the settlements thing, you know, and the NPCs you can meet. But there's more protectrons you can have on your side, or not on your side. There's more you can have. You could also choose, I'm a protectron, but I want to be a certain type of one because they're the most common ones you come across. They were made for every reason. You could be a regular protectron. You get claws and two laser guns integrated into your little hands. You could also be a protectron fire brigadier, which means you get a cryojet to put out fires. And an axe on your right hand, so and you're painted red. Uh, you could be a protectron medic, which gives you a bunch of other stuff, including shock hands and diagnosis mod, so you can tell what's wrong with the people. A utility protectron, which gives you claws, and a sledgehammer, a baton, a railway rifle. That's it. But you also can detect hazards around you better. You could be a nucatron, which work in Nuka World, like their Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were made specifically for... Um, what is this Coca-Cola? Do, I see um, Joey always... Oh, yeah, sorry, Nuka-Cola. Always asking for it. What is it? What is it? I mean, what does it do? Okay, it's basically the Coca-Cola in the Fallout universe. No, well, I figured that. It's got a little but... bit of rads in it, but to them it didn't matter because they have stuff to get rid of it right away. It makes it have a zinger of a taste, apparently. I mean, it's as big as Coca-Cola, but imagine Coca-Cola making theme parks. It's so big. I'm surprised they haven't. I know, right? Hershey's kind of tried it. They, they do have theme parks in Fallout. Nuka World, and you, they made some protectrons just for serving people at Nuka World and taking care of everything. They have a behavioral analysis mod or an integral boiler mod, which kind of heats up stuff and squirts it at folks, I think. You can have Nuka Colas and Nuka Cherries. I don't want Nuka Cherries. I, I, why I does Joey always ask for Nuka Cola? I don't get it. I, I don't know. Does he ask for it in the game, you mean? Yeah, I, mean, it well, does, it does I don't give, have it. Does it give you health or something? I know it gives you health. I'm saying, is that wonder why, if that's why he's wanting it? Maybe, I don't know. So I'd say that's probably what it is. Or you could be a Protectron X, which is just a prototype or some wealthy purchase that someone got custom made. It can have all kinds of different mix-match mods on it. And then you get the RoboBrain uh, different models. You have a ServoMech, which is a modified from a factory model. You have a Mesmometer. I'm pretty sure that's the thing that they shoot at you. It gives you rads. And you can also have a casual hat, which is odd to have a RoboBrain with a hat. You have a U.S. Army model, which also gets the mismometer, two smoke claws, and a combat rifle. You could have an errant personality model. You have body augments and personality have been changed enough to somewhat unrecognizable from your factory default form. And that's that you only get those three for the RoboBrain. Which, in, in truth, is game. You don't see many either. Um, you have Securitrons, though, which you are made for one thing. Security. You have automatic laser gun, which they have in the Mach 1 version. A submachine gun, um, which is also in the Mach 1 version. You have a missile launcher, which is inoperable unless you get to Mach 2. And you have a grenade launcher, which is inoperable for now. And you also come with a printer built into you. That's useful. Yeah. And then you get the Generation 3 synths. The synth infiltrator is the ones meant to be like a normal Commonwealth resident. So basically you get the stuff a settler would have, pipe guns and some sort of bat or something, a switchblade. You have the synth seeker designed to travel, search for resources and all that. So you get knuckles and lead pipe, 10 millimeter pistol, flare gun, hunting rifle. You're more like a hunter or a, um, a almost kind of like a wastelander or a raider build. Now let's hop over into the managing settlements options. You have companion perks. They could be aggressive, fiercely loyal, character companions, which is basically some of the named 
NPCs from one of the games, creature companions, all kinds of odd creatures you can have in there. A judge of character. They could have all kinds of special abilities that will help you when you get your NPC helper. Um, and then it goes, of course, into the faction reputation, like NCR, Brotherhood of Steel. It, it goes into all that stuff. It's very useful. Positive influences you could have on the Brotherhood is uh, completing a quest for them, obviously. Obeying a command by your direct superior in the Brotherhood. Preserving pre-war technology. Turning pre-war technology over to the Brotherhood, because that's what they do to collect pre-war technology. Killing mutant creatures, killing synths, anything you think would help them in the game would also help them in the tabletop version. Negative influences including disobeying orders, failing to achieve a goal given to you by the Brotherhood, destroying pre-war technology, or sharing technology with someone other than the Brotherhood. And, of course, the other factions work just like they would in the video games. Oh, did I tell you you could have dogs, like dog meat as a companion now? Dog meat? They call it dog meat. That's what, in Fallout, it's just the name of the dog that travels with you most of the time. Does the dog die? It can in the third game, but in the newer ones, it can't. I'm sure a lot of people had problems with that. There was a perk you could take called Dog Meets Pups or something, and you keep getting new versions of puppies of his. That was how they canonically put it off. A new puppy every time yours died. Mine would just not die. <laughs> it's unclear. Some say in Fallout 4 that Dog Meat might be a synth created by the Institute, which explains why he's so smart and indestructible. Oh, there was a bunch of NPCs in the back I didn't bother writing down. You get X688 as a person that could be a companion pretty much or just some npc he's the corsair that works for the institute is in the main game of fallout 4 you have preston garvey tinker tom boone from the ncr from new vegas they've added some new vegas npcs mom murphy is now an npc they have all kinds of added on stuff in this book i'll add the link to drive through rpg and affiliate link for the pdf in the description of this episode if you play fallout or you just like the lore this would be a good book for you. I think the only way I could find this interesting at all would be playing the Quack Doctor. A lot of people don't like the settlement stuff. Like I said, a lot of people go the whole game without messing with it. Well, I'm th- I don't find Fallout in general interesting. So that's I, probably why. Yeah. Mike, like, don't like it because it's not new. He likes new shiny stuff and he don't like a world that looks like it's been destroyed. See, I'm more of the, I like the Hunger Games. If I was going to go for the... Dystopian. Or yeah. not dystopian, uh, post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it would either be Hunger Games, and I like Divergent too, but I like the Hunger Games better. There are a few parts where my eye will catch on his TV when he's playing, and I'll be like, what is that? Or, that's cool. But it's really, for me playing myself, eh. Have you played Fallout 4? Um, I don't know which one I played. I think I played New Vegas. Oh, no, you need to try 4. It's so much more approachable. It's just but, easier. Maybe one day I will. Yeah, you should. We'll but, set it up to get you to try it. That way you can uh, tell us what you think. It has basically building, settlement building. You could you could take it the whole time of the game and just build up nice houses and stuff. See, I've seen him do that too. And though I do like that that's a thing, it's it doesn't look nearly as simple as building a house in The Sims. Well, you have to have resources to do it too. Exactly. I don't want to have to go collect those resources. But it's got a good sense of humor, Fallout does, which... If you don't have the right DM or the right players, it's hard to carry that over into the tabletop version. It's known for its sense of humor and its aesthetic. The aesthetic, I think, is nice. Mm-hmm. But this is the one in the game, uh, the video game. It has, well, yeah, I guess you did mention theme parks. Nuka World. Is that what it's called? Nuka World. Is that the place you were talking about in his game? Maybe. Is he following Fallout 76 or Fallout 4? I don't know. I don't like it. So, <laughs> is there trees around with leaves on them? There's trees around with leaves all over the well. In general, There's this one, I believe, does he have to eat food to stay alive? Well, he's always trying to get pie. Okay, that could be any Fallout. There's a vending machine 
in Fallout that spits out pie. Why? Uh, well, the thing is, it's a perfectly preserved pie is what it says in the description. Also, it's probably something special in a world like that. Well, it's 200 years old in Fallout 4. I've always wanted a piece of moldy pie. It looks perfectly fine, though. Mm. I can imagine it has to be irradiated. I have no idea which one he's playing. If he's playing with multiple people instead of just by himself. He's playing with multiple okay, people. Okay, that's Fallout 76. That takes place in West Virginia. We were there. We were in Point Pleasant. Where that was. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, well, I guess I should have mentioned the Mothman. Yeah. That's... That would have made more sense. Yeah, okay. You should play Fallout 4, not 76. It's a little 76 is a little bit more complicated than 4. Uh, it, it's not as forgiving. If you make a mistake, mm. I still like Fallout 4 more. I feel like Fallout 4 is my probably favorite Bethesda game for a while. Still, out of Skyrim, Oblivion, I like Fallout 4. I had a lot of fun playing it, still do. And I, most every faction bores me except for the Institute. <laughs> and they are shiny and pretty. They're not old at all when it comes to their appearance and architecture. I don't really mind the old appearance. It just doesn't seem like it would be fun for me. Everybody has their own taste. I don't have a normal taste when it comes to games that most people do, though, because a lot of people like Fallout. Mm -hmm. Some people don't like it. Mikey so. will play it, but he don't like like it like it. He'll play it when it's out. A new one comes out, he'll go through it and then not touch it again. Whichever one, I'll see if I'm able to get it on my Xbox through his account, and you I will play, give it a try. You can play Fallout 4 on his account. Everything you have on Game Pass, mm -hmm. Bethesda is owned by Microsoft, so Game Pass... We'll have all the Fallout games. Uh, it'll have three, New Vegas, four, 76, and I'd recommend four for you. Okay. Uh -huh. It starts off, It's I think it's the first one, the only one that starts off pre-war. So you get to see what world is like a little bit before the bombs fall. And the intro. You'll hear the intro and you'll hear the iconic phrase that's been in almost every Fallout game. War. War never changes. Well, it's not wrong. No. It's usually over something stupid or yeah. we don't even know what we're fighting about. That's how it happened in that war. We don't know the Great War, how it started exactly. Bombs got dropped by both sides, and for a while, we just don't have a clue who started it. The people in power with too much money was like, you know what sounds fun today? Well, if that's the case, they didn't do very well. Only a select few survived. But anyway, that's all I have to say about this game. This module for a game, this add-on, I think it's worth the money if you want it, especially if you like the Fallout franchise, even if you're not particularly into the tabletop version. But who in the world would be hearing this if they weren't? And one of these days, I'll get it and set it for you all to play in. Since the last time we tried it, it was in the Cypher system, and you had some difficulty acclimating. Have you watched the Fallout uh, TV show trailer? Why would I watch that? I didn't know it existed. Okay, there's going to be a TV show uh, from Amazon. It looks really good. And there's rad roaches in it. <laughs> dog meat's attacking one. Good doggies. Yeah. Um, Don't forget your sticks. Yeah, this woman's never left the vault either, I don't believe. And first time she sees one, she has like dinner plate eyes, saucer eyes. I don't remember what the term is for that. She's wide-eyed watching a dog rip a cockroach apart. That's as big as the dog almost. Well, I'd probably have wide eyes too if I seen that. Yeah, first time you met a red roach, you flailed around like a lunatic. Because you only gave me a stick. That's what they had. A stick. That's a what you'll have. A single little spent years in there. And could have been preparing, and I go out with a damn stick. It was a baton. A it, stick. It was a factory-made stick. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it was a rad roach. It's the weakest thing you can come across. I don't know how you didn't hit it. Anyway, <laughs> if you like what you heard here, we have two other podcasts. We have Leveling Duo. It's a podcast me and my friend Dakota do about video games that we've played and enjoyed throughout the years. We have Horrific History and Hauntings. It's a podcast my sister and I do. That she tells me about some exactly what's in the title. Some horrific history, sometimes a haunting, less hauntings, more weird history, unpleasant things that happened. It's all part of the gruesome gaming group network. 
and you can find a links to all of it in the description below. It'll be a link tree. It takes you to everything, but our homepage, our website will be the top link and it will have the RSS feeds and everything for all the podcasts. If you're interested in any of them, it'd also give you an option to donate if you want to. We'd appreciate it if you did. You don't have to, of course. And we have a YouTube channel up now where we're streaming games ever so often. I've been playing Elden Ring since I couldn't find anybody to play other games with me with a reliable audio setup. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I've been Ramy. And I'm Beth. And this has been Brother Nose Quest. Bye-bye. <laughs>